After Hours Quick Vent Edition. Hannah Hampton, how are you today? You know, um, doing doing as good as expected, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We have quite a lot to cover, so I have no updates. I've been a good boy. I'm staying inside. I turned my dining room table into a ping pong table and followed your advice and found some fun online video games. Good. That's all I've got for updates. And I wanted, we were going to go a, a different direction uh, at the beginning of this episode, but you and I got to talk for about 15 minutes before we just started yeah. recording here. And Hannah, I can honestly say, uh, I feel like something's been grinding your gears. So <laughs> yes. So in, you know, I, I feel like, I, I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to podcasts that were a couple of years old. I know I have, but I think in a you know, if somebody listens to this in a couple of years down the future, they're probably going to laugh or cry or I don't know. But we are in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic and most of the states are in lockdown. We've been asked to shelter in place. I've been staying inside completely, getting my groceries delivered, doing everything I can to stay inside. And I know there's essential employees and my that I stay inside for those who cannot. But I'm just irritated by people protesting about not wanting to stay indoors. And this is just so frustrating because it's turned into politics. Like, I feel like people are putting politics in the economy ahead of human lives. One of the reasons I went into HR is I, I love people. I'm a people person and I love to look out for people. And I feel that people are just blinded by money and blinded by false information. And so they're protesting to go out and, and, and put people at risk, put people at risk for death for the economy. And it just, it makes me sad and it, it irritates me. And I, I wonder if these people have not been affected by the virus just yet, if they haven't lost anyone. I mean, I know people who have had it. I've known of people who have lost family members to it. So I, I, I see how it affects people on the human level and it affects, it devastates families. So I, I just, it, it, I can't believe it. It grinds my gears that people would put money in the economy ahead of human lives. And I, I find that to be really, and I know, I feel like people are going to listen to this and say, you're getting political. And I don't mean to, I just mean to say that I care about the human life and I feel like every life that is out there is important to somebody, <laughs> you know, you mean something to somebody, even if I don't know you, I care about you. And I feel like that, uh, your life should not be put at risk for the economy. And that's it. You know, and the thing is, and I, I, you noticed I didn't interject or react at all because I wanted to let you get that off your chest because two reasons, a, I think what you're saying is extremely important and it is, it seems like if this was not occurring at or on an election year, it would probably be handled differently, but you know what they say about assuming, so we won't do that. And as far as you feeling like maybe you're getting political. Here's what I can tell you. My take is simply this. Stupidity knows no party mm -hmm. boundaries. Apparently this was a, I, I saw the invitation seeking people to go to, I believe it was Indianapolis, Indiana and protest at the governor's uh, residence or mansion. I think they still call it the governor's <laughs> mansion. I don't know. And yeah. so there, there's two things to that. A, 
what fucking moron is gonna <laughs> go into a to a rally where no I, kidding. I, I promise you there was they didn't have little marks that that were social distancing safe and most of those people probably had the secondary or kind of the backup face masks if they had any on that really aren't the most protective because they, they are extremely difficult to get. There's all kinds of idiocy in this, but I never wish ill will towards people unless they're just very, very bad people. And I'm like you, I, especially as I get older, I'm, I'm becoming a softie. So I really don't mean this when I say it, but at the same time, I hope those fucktards catch COVID-19 from <laughs> someone that was there at that rally, because that was just, I can't even rattle off the types of stupidity that that entailed. So I 100% I agree with you. And it's weird that politics are in play in this, because all we're seeing is the worst of both parties. We're not seeing anyone step up and really worry about people. We're just seeing the idiocy of two parties. And, and that's a conversation for a different time. Holy cow, Hannah Hampton. I've got to jump on this. This was not originally planned, okay. but our friends at the Golden Arches again are in the news with yet another sexual oh, harassment lawsuit. Good grief. <laughs> I mean, you think those guys would hire some different clowns or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> wah, wah. But what yeah. are your thoughts on this? Are you surprised? Do you think we're making too well, much of it? I don't know. I'm not overly surprised. It's a huge company. So, you know, let's just, if you look at the kind of laws of, of, of averages and being in a larger company, it's not too much of a surprise. From what I read, it's, you know, it was a, it was a big, a big lawsuit. Um, basically, the two workers, a current and a former, filed a class, you know, a lawsuit they wanted it to be class action. The lawsuit really is stating that the company is aware that it's been a big problem and then they still have not adequ adequately trained workers and managers to stop it. So basically it's trying to highlight that the company still needs to take, take it farther with regards to ensuring that people are trained to look for it, on to handle it, how to handle it. And also I think it's, this is my biggest thing. It's like training people to know how and where to report situation. The lawsuit had said that the people who experienced the alleged sexual harassment reported to managers, but nothing was done to stop it. So I, I feel like this is yet another case of you really as a company need to make sure that your managers know, know what to do when it's reported to them and that people know how to report it in the various levels. And they report it to a manager and the manager doesn't handle it, shame on them. But if the manager doesn't handle it, you need to elevate it to human resources or uh, whoever is handling the human resource function within your company. Absolutely. So we got, I see a couple different things here. So yeah. the one thing is, and this is something that we joke about ganging up on McDonald's, but something you and I have talked about more behind the scenes and off. So I'm really glad you started with this is obviously the size of McDonald's. I mm -hmm. mean, this, there was some They're point, huge. 
at some point, if the New World Order was going to designate a fast food brand of choice, it would be McDonald's because it, it, they did look like they were going to be a part of running the world at some point. It's like you've got to, to put into perspective, it would be like the amount of complaints that Joe Rogan's podcast receives in comparison to our tiny little HR podcast. Yeah, Joe is going to get a lot more because he has such a huge audience. And and he also has a crowd that wants him to get on the edge and push buttons. And that's what he does. And he does it better than anyone else as far as I'm concerned. But the listenership on his podcast is so huge that he is going to get 150 times the amount of complaints than our little podcast is going to (laughs) get. To the point where on some boards we have an explicit uh, rating because I will drop F-bombs here and there. And yeah. sometimes we have an E for everyone because they didn't bother to listen or they listened to one episode where I actually behave myself. So <laughs> there, there's definitely, you're right, there's a perspective to this. But the, the things that you also, start, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything new. I'm just going to support what you've already said here. The fact that obviously more needs to be done, yeah. had, that was obvious. 13 lawsuits ago, right? I mean, what kills me about McDonald's is, you know what, if you don't care about your people, and obviously some of the uh, executives do care about the people in their business, not everyone's just greedy and out there to make burgers and profits, but the whole thing is there needs to be better communication to stop this. So if, if you're not going to make the excuse that you want to, you know, or if you're not going to make the reason you change things is to protect your people, protect your brand. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many agencies and groups collectively that are gunning for McDonald's for different reasons. And the thing about this story, and we were using the Nation's Restaurant News article as our primary source for this, which was written by Lisa Jennings on April 13th. When you get into the uh, uh, article, It mentions that the main group behind the $15 an hour minimum wage, Mm -hmm. um, they're evolved in this. And that's probably why it's a class action lawsuit instead of just these two individuals. Because if you and I were wronged and wanted to legally go after someone and seek compensation because they damaged our ability to make money or, or further our career... It would just be us in the lawsuit, right? We're not going to open it up for everyone to jump in a class action suit. A class action suit is usually there for a cause, for a rally, for a justification. It's normally to right a wrong and seek punitive damages and things like that. But this to me seems like it's just creating this who wants to pile on mentality. And if that's to get them to do the right thing, then that's okay. But I don't know that that's really what it is. I think it's other companies with agendas. But at the end of the day, McDonald's needs to get it right. They need to make sure that their associates know that this is where you go when you have problems, because this is the third article in a row where it started with, they reported it to their manager and nothing happened. Yeah. And that's, I feel like to me, that's the biggest takeaway here it's like okay if that and again I don't I haven't been a part of this at all uh from their perspective but if it was reported to a manager and nothing happened well you know shame on them that is their job 
as managers to either handle the problem or elevate it to an HR professional. And that is how, when, especially when I was in the restaurant world myself, I always trained my managers. I'm like, you don't want this on your in your lap. You don't want this on your plate. I'm like, as soon as somebody reports that to you, bring it to my attention. So that way I can do what's necessary to handle the situation. So I always tell them, I said, you just get it off your plate. You don't want this on your plate. Give it to me now, you know, depending on the situation, I'm, I probably had some action items for them. So there was work that was to be done, but at least I know that I was, it was going to get handled versus it's one of those things where a stitch in time saves nine. It was always worse having to clean up a mess versus getting involved early on. And I want to read this from the article directly really quick. Uh, both women reported inappropriate sexual comments, unwanted touching and groping, including situations where they did not feel safe on the job. Both also said they reported the behavior to managers who did nothing to protect them. So obviously no one deserves to go into work and deal with any sort of verbal improprieties, but touching and groping to me, that's when this should have escalated to the top. This should have, something should have happened. But what people don't realize sometimes is when you report it just to a manager that manager is worried about their job. And if they think your situation is going to make them look bad, they are either going to not give the 100% accurate version or account, or they're just not going to ter- uh, report it. They, you know, But then now this manager is obviously in a lot more trouble now mm-hmm. than they were before. So McDonald's, please train your people, make some examples of those that do the inappropriate things. And uh, hopefully everything will go right from there. Hannah Hampton, any closing words, thoughts, et cetera? Well, just uh, my typical, like, hey, if you um, can, please stay inside. Stay inside for those who cannot. And then another thank you to all the essential workers out there, from healthcare to grocery workers to transportation workers. Uh, Please stay safe and please stay healthy out there. Everyone, take care. Be safe. Stay healthy. We love you. Thank you.